Hello and welcome back, you all. This is The Next Step, and I'm your host, Kevin Lewis. Well, all of us have grown up in a family. Some of you have maybe came from big families, some from small. Maybe some of you didn't have any brothers or sisters at all. On today's show, we have got two amazing brothers. And I really want you to listen, dig into their story. Maybe you're going to identify with their style of music that they like to listen to, the family dynamics that they grew up with, or maybe that moment when others see something in you that you didn't see for yourself. I had a lot of fun talking to these two, and if you're interested, I've actually put together some outtakes that I'll post up for everybody because, boy, did we have some fun. I'll check back in at the end of the show and circle up, but for now, let's get on to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, today... We have the privilege of speaking to Jake and Hunter Armstrong. Yes, round of applause. Round of applause. Yes, 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 indeed. You're too uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two gold medal guys in, in my book. Uh, I've got uh, Jake, just an all-around great guy, and Hunter, literally, uh, in the most recent Olympics, uh, gold, gold medal winner. Guys, we like to start off the podcast so folks can get a snippet of who you are and we go through the first five fast. Give me a quick, short answer to each of the five questions. Jake, you were born first. We're going to let Hunter answer first. Okay. <laughs> I, we think we know the answer to this one, Hunter, but we'll let you uh, say it for sure. What's the one thing in your life that you can't believe you had anything to do with? Oh, uh, you, were, you were right in that assumption. I'm going to go with the Olympic. <laughs> Mr. Jake. Best moment? Be- best moment. Something you were like, Wow. That that's a highlight. I do love the times that I got to stand on the top place podium at Big Twelves. Those those couple times, you know, as great as that was, I still don't think that, that I can beat seeing Hunter qualify for the Olympics. That that was a a very very special moment and probably one I'll I'll remember forever. All the way up in the nosebleed sections, seeing him uh, seeing him pop up with that number on the scoreboard. That was that was really cool. I remember from talking before. Uh, one of you, we like country and we like Broadway music, but let's, let's get really specific, whether you're getting ready for the Scotland games or the next Olympics, you're, you're in that green room, that, that room to get ready. You've got one song playing in your buds, in your ears, Mr. Hunter, what is it? Oh, 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 I'm pulling up my playlist right now, man. That's, can you go to Jake? <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, one Pump of my favorite pump-up songs, one that historically has gotten me ready before before a race, is uh, "You Can't Stop Me" by Andy Mineo. He is a nice. he's a Christian rapper. I actually got to see him live in concert at the Alive Festival, and he was there one year, and I got to see him live. So I just I fell in love with him and his music, and that song has always spoken to me from an athletic standpoint, but also a Christian standpoint. Nice, Hunter. I found him, so I'm going right. to give you two. Uh oh. Um, victorious and finish line from Skillet. I'm actually gonna get a three because it's okay. the same band. <laughs> okay, okay, the same okay. band. Both great songs, and typically I'll discover a song at a meet, and when I hear that song, it'll automatically bring me back to that meet. So those right. two I found at NCAA's last year, but recently I discovered Take It from The Siege, and that is a very good one, and. That'll always be my uh, team up north song now. So nice. Three things you ho- you got. Three things that you hope are in heaven. Jake bailed you out, Hunter. He can't do it now. Uh, Hunter, <laughs> three things. I remember mine from last time. You know, okay. I I'm gonna say my future family, past family, and my dogs. All right, Mr. Jake. I want plenty of stocked fish ponds, miles and miles of pine trees, and houses with wraparound porches. 
Excellent. Excellent, gentlemen. All right. And then finally, last but not least, this I know this is four. We'll get to number five later. Give me either a favorite teacher, favorite, favorite subject in school. I'll take this one. Yeah. Same answer. Um, Mrs. Dunlap. She was my language arts teacher in high school. She was just amazing. Jake got to know her pretty well as well. Mr. Jake. I, I did. I did really enjoy Mrs. Dunlap. She's a great family, um, very in touch with their Scottish heritage, just like us. And so it was cool to kind of connect and from a, uh, from an ancestry heritage standpoint, but my favorite teacher, my favorite subject class, all of that would have had to have been my entrepreneurship and innovation professor and favorite class was the capstone in that major where we got to pick one of the local businesses on campus and work for a semester on proving their their profits, their revenue, looking at their their margins and just trying to actually have an impact on a local business. That was a lot of fun and the professor always saw a lot of potential in me and my ability to work with people and that's that's what I'm doing right now. So I knew that they saw a diamond in the rough when I worked with them. That that is incredible when 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 somebody sees something in you that maybe you didn't even recognize in and of yourself, and you step into those things. Those are unique opportunities. And speaking of unique opportunities, at least from my point, you guys had a unique experience opportunity, one that I could only dream of. I, I grew up four sisters. Ha ha. Huh. Uh, but yeah, fortunately, I didn't have a brother. And maybe Jake, you can you can lead us on this one. Talk to us. Like, tell the listener what what was that like having? Well, first of all, where where did you guys grow up? We grew up in a, a very small town, about twenty minutes south of Akron, Canton, okay. uh, a town called Dover. So it's it's right about where your uh, your phone runs out of cell service. <laughs> okay, and you see nothing but corn. Uh, that is that's good old Dover. So we're small town is a uh, is an understatement. Because you were a swimmer, obviously, I know we know Hunter was a swimmer. Jake, at what age did swimming start for you? I technically started my first seasons of competition swimming when I was around eight or nine. I had done swimming lessons far before that. So I, I, I had been in the water previously. I loved hanging out at the lake or the, the pool, and I was a decent swimmer, but I'd never done anything competitive until I was around eight or nine. And then since then, I did it every year. And, and Mr. Hunter, about the same age for you or? I started a little after Jake. I think my mom just wanted to not have to drive me to a separate place, just keep both kids in the same place. But I didn't really start to take it seriously until probably junior to senior year of high school. But serious looked very different for Jake and I. Well, tell us a little bit more about that. We, we both swam club and that was just for fun, like. In the summer, sometimes you'd go to a meet, but I'd say high school is probably when Jake was serious about swimming. He was recruited out of high school, which is actually really rare for any D1 college because we were both unaware that there's so much more to this sport. Obviously, the Olympics is completely separate. It's a whole nother season that falls in the summer. And Jake nor I knew that even existed I discovered it junior year of high school, and that's how I got to where I am today. Jake had other things to do. I decided to focus on swimming. Both of you were in play. So, so Jake, you were kind of like a Zac Efron, the real, except the real-life version. Um, you could say that. <laughs> uh, not even in the, the sense that I actually got to 
to be in High School Musical uh, as nice. one of my musicals. But I, uh, as I was, you know, captain of the football team, popular kid, stars of a bunch of musicals in in high school. So yeah, I guess I could see that comparison, but not nearly as a not nearly as much of a heartthrob. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Now, Hunter, we, we know that you got into acting as well, but I want to go back. Even even growing up, I experienced, oh, were you the, or is your sister so-and-so older? How much older is Jake than you? Jake is four years older. Tell us, what was that like going, okay, here's this guy, Mr. Football player guy, Mr. Swimmer guy, Mr. Track and field guy. Now he's in the play. What was that like with that as your big brother? It was really difficult. You know, Jake was everything. Everybody knew him. He, especially because of my grandpa, everybody knows the Armstrongs in our town. And he sort of resembled that I was just his little brother. Hmm. It didn't help that I have looked up to him. And a lot of the things I got interested in are because he sort of introduced me to it. So everyone's like, oh, you're just copying your brother. I had to disagree Jake's like, oh, I'm not the heartthrob. He was the heartthrob of my class. <laughs> Every single girl in my classes were like, oh my gosh, Jake. And I'm like, you know, we're brothers. I, I could end up looking <laughs> hey, something like him. Does that count for something? Can <laughs> <laughs> I get pity points? Oh my goodness gracious. Now, Jake, you're, you're finding out the truth now. You actually were the heartthrob of, of, of Dover. Okay, very good to know. Uh, Jake, you ended up, your brother touched on it. You, you, you guys, you got recruited from West Virginia. Give us, you know, give us a snapshot of Morgantown. You accomplished quite a bit there. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great, great campus, a great program, a great school. I loved everything about West Virginia and West Virginia University and, and still do. Now, Ohio State, growing up in, in Ohio, everyone becomes a Buckeye. And, you know, the Buckeyes hold a special place in your heart for that. But thank God I found West Virginia University. It was a natural fit for me. And then top that all off with the ability to swim at a D1 level and, and take me to not only a couple Big 12 championship titles, a couple NCAA uh, qualifications, and even an All-American qualification. But it was just a great place to learn, to grow, and just to find out more about who you, want, who you are and who you want to be. And, and Hunter, you followed Big Brother to West Virginia. Uh, talk to us about that. And then, of course, obviously, there's a, a change to Ohio State. I saw everything in it that Jake did. I mean, it's an amazing school, beautiful campus. It was comfortable, and not many people get the opportunity to spend their first year of college with their older brother. But, you know, obviously, I ended up at Ohio State. And honestly, it, it was a really, really hard decision I do think after making the Olympics that it was the right decision. You just have to surround yourself with people of similar goals. A lot of people on that team, granted, I love them. I, I'm st I still talk to a lot of them. They're just happy being D1 swimmers and just enjoying the sport. I wanted to be an Olympic champion. I want to be a world record holder. And in order to do that, I had to surround myself with people that had those same aspirations. Hunter, before all of your success, you were the younger brother. And, and I've seen, I've seen pictures of big Jack Jake, you know, and you were there. There's a photo I've seen. You were literally hanging on to him. Frustrations, challenges with that. 
I mean, there's always going to be challenges when somebody, especially that you see as sort of the hero and role model of your life being unattainable, like, I will never be as big as Jake. I'm not built for it. You know, he just had a very different experience. And honestly, he had the high school experience that I wanted and wish I had, but I didn't. And, you know, everything happens for a reason. No, it was hard because... I'm watching Jake achieve all these things that I want and I just couldn't get because I was too small. My time hadn't come. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for, for sharing, gosh, what it was like to grow up with a brother. Tell us a little bit. I, I want to get out of the, the real swimming pool and get into the swimming pool of faith. Uh, Hunter, let, I'll let you start here. Can Can you share with us a little bit about your faith journey? Was it something that was always part of your life. At what point did you take ownership uh, of, of, of your faith being your faith? Always been a part of my life. I mean, I grew up in church before I even knew what church was, but I started to take ownership of it around probably high school. And how'd, you, how, how'd that happen? Church camp. At, at first, it, like we had three different camps. Bethany was for like younger grade school, middle school was Epworth, and then high school and up is Tar Hollow. Bethany is still one of my all-time favorite camps. And before my summers were filled with swimming, I would be a counselor there. But, you know, I just never felt so close to God than at those camps. And that's sort of when I started to, I wanted to feel like that all the time. And there's still, it's still a challenge today. I'm always trying to work on it and get better at it. No, my faith journey has been quite a uh, journey. You, you, and you, you have this great story. Tell us, tell us about that time at your qualifying uh, meet. You had, a, you had a teammate who was praying for you. Yeah, during the race. I mean, Michael and I, Michael Andrew, uh, go back pretty far. But you know, he went pro at age fourteen. Incredible athlete and incredible person. Very outspoken about his faith. And he was a big role model. We swim the same things. And I remember I DM'd him on Instagram and I'm like, oh, he doesn't have time for me. He's a, he's a pro. Not only did he respond, but as I was still just this nobody, we would talk back and forth about our swims, how to improve. So at my qualifying meet, he was at that meet with me and he saw I was nervous before our race. He got out of the warm-up pool and came over and asked if we could pray together. After that race, I made my first Olympic trial cut. Fast forward a year or two, we found ourselves in the same race again, both fighting for our spots on the USA Olympic team. And he had already made the team with a previous event, but he's still fighting for this event. And I found out after the race that while we were closing probably the last 35 meters of the race, he was praying for me to have the strength to finish, to get my hand on the wall. I'm honestly speechless about it. I, 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 I can even see it on your face now talking about it. You just like, that's incredible that in that moment, that person's praying for you. Yeah. I mean, we're, when we're in a race, most of us aren't thinking. I don't remember anything from that race. From the minute I got in the water, they say, take your mark. You pull yourself up from that moment until I touched the wall. I don't remember any of it, but he is in a different land praying for me to finish. Wow. It's just unbelievable. Still one of my best friends. And for him and I to have an Olympic birth together is something that I will always treasure. Dr. Jake, 
We're talking about that transition from, hey, I'm going to church because mom and dad make me go. When when did you kind of take ownership of it? So I, like you said, growing up in church with mom and dad, you know, being a Christian was something that you just kind of chalked up from from a very young age, but you never really knew the full definition of it until you take it on yourself. That for me, uh, I never really fully accepted my faith until I was uh, probably like middle school age where I started going to some church camps. And that's, I guess, where it kind of, it kind of struck with me and it really started to make sense. So I fully accepted Christ probably around middle school age, but I remember the far more significant in my athletic and spiritual journey that I, when I swam in college, like I mentioned, I had a, I had an arch rival who I was always competing with and we would always go one and two in all of our races. And it got to my senior year when recruiting, you know, making a decision where to go to college, what to do in college and all that was a big, big deal. And it was my senior year state meet, the last meet I had before I could seal the deal with any colleges. And I, I was racing the prelims for my best event, the 100 breaststroke. I remember I was training hard all year. Everything was going well. I, I knew I had the ability to win this and really seal the deal for me to get a nice offer from a college. Got up on the block, swam my race, touched the wall, and I looked. I was just so amped up and excited, and I, know, I knew I was going fast. And I swim the race, I touched the wall, and I look. Uh, I look around and I see nobody. No one is beside me. I've beaten everyone by like two, three seconds. Wow. And I, I was just so excited to see my time that I look up at the scoreboard and I, I confirmed it. I had beaten everyone by a good two or three seconds. But then I see the officials by my by my lane holding up their hands. And turns out I had gotten disqualified for a one-handed finish and in a hundred or any breaststroke event, you have to touch the wall at the end with both hands. And I guess I was so excited to see what my time was that I had turned at the last second to look up at the scoreboard and only one hand had touched before the other. And so since that was prelims, that means I didn't get to swim in finals. And since I didn't get to swim in finals, I didn't get to defend my my championship or, or do anything. So I remember having to watch my rival at finals that later that night swim and win my event and i i remember finding out i had gotten disqualified i collapsed on the deck i was bawling my mother like ran down from the stands and was like hugging me it was it was the most depressing moment in, in my athletic career and for a while i had no idea why that had ever happened and then it started to piece together and it made sense for me that you know because I, I had prayed that i would win i had prayed that you know, I would swim my best and that it would go exactly how I'd been training. And I couldn't figure out why God let that happen to me. And I realized that if I had won that event, I would probably would have been so satisfied with beating my rival that I might not have decided to swim. Mm. I maybe would have gone on to play football, or maybe I would have gone on to not be an athlete at all. But I think that God had kind of answered my prayer in the sense of you weren't supposed to win that race because you're supposed to do greater things. If I'd have given you that win, you'd have been satisfied. You may not have decided to continue swimming and continue competing because what more do you have to, to prove now? He had given me something to, to continue working for and to prove, prove myself. And that brought me to college where I got to do some pretty incredible things. So 
I, I just remember that was the epitome for me of God always answers your prayers, but it's just not always in the way you expect it to be. And that was one of the hardest lessons I learned, but it was also one of the deepest lessons I learned. So that, that one stuck with me. Wow. That is incredible. Both of you guys just uh, so impressed me as, as young men of faith, just, just people. There's some, some really good stuff. The fifth question that I always like to ask is what are your next big steps? What's the, what's next on the agenda for Hunter Armstrong? Long-term I'm, I'm hunting for Paris 2024, but short-term I've got pretty full table. Lots, lots, lots of, lots of small steps to get to the next big step. Yes. And Jake, uh, we were, we're joking a little bit about this house, but seriously, like there's some big life changes coming your way. Absolutely. And it's, it's funny enough that you bring this up because the last time you asked this question, I, I'm pretty sure my answer was just starting some, some big life choices. And just since then, this. Uh, so I, I, I'm not trying to put too much stock into it. This is, this is one of, of many, but it would be really cool to, to see something transpire from this. Hopefully a new house, following Hunter around at a lot of these meets. So cheering him on, Hopefully securing some some big sales with the job and then quickly and briefly mentioned it, the the Scottish Highland Games. They do those at the Arnold Classic in Columbus every year. So I'll be going to this one this year to kind of watch and scout. And then the goal is next year to be competing. So hopefully if they if they follow me on Instagram, they'll see some some training for the Scottish Highland Games. So I guess that's my next big competition. You you wearing a kilt in that? Absolutely. <laughs> of course. <laughs> do you not wear a swimsuit to swim? You got to wear a kilt to an island game. <laughs> so, yeah, have... it's, it's, it's just a different uniform. Just exactly. a different uniform. Yeah, exactly. Oh, perfect. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. Well, again, thank you so much. I do appreciate you guys jumping back on. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Yeah, thank Pleasure. you for having Pleasure us. Pleasure being here. And thanks for having us. Oh, my gosh. Jake and Hunter, again, thank you so much for jumping on. I, I, I took some notes. And I just wanted to share with you some of the things I got out of this. Uh, number one, Hunter talked on, on this regarding, regarding swimming. Surrounding ourselves with people who have similar goals. And, and I always think there's a tension in this because we as humans tend to isolate ourselves and want to get in the echo chamber with only those people who strictly think like us. And I think we need to draw that circle bigger to not be afraid to, to learn from other people. But as long as we're working towards those same goals... Man, surround yourself with the with those like-minded people. I, I loved when Jake talked about that scene at the end of his meet where he got disqualified and having to pick himself up from the deck. Haven't we all been there? Maybe it was a relationship. Maybe it was a failed test or a swim meet, some athletic competition. And you got to keep going. There's such a value in keeping going. Uh, another one of the things that they, they touched on was that sometimes we don't get the answer to the prayer that maybe we hoped for or that we thought was going to happen, and that's okay. Good things can come out of that. Hunter talked on the power of looking outside of self and praying for others. I think sometimes we can get into a pity party and going, woe is me, and what value there is in looking to that neighbor next door to that co-worker how can i help them how can i pray for them and sometimes just getting out of ourselves helps us get on to the next step one last thing that mr hunter talked on 
was reaching out to those people who maybe seem unattainable to you. He had uh, reached out a direct message on Instagram to this swimmer who now is his best friend, was praying for him in Olympic qualifier. What value there is. I I had that experience uh, with a writer. And the fact that he responded, and what a lesson on the opposite side of that too. Be available for those people that see you as the Jake of Dover. (laughs) Thank you again. I appreciate it. What a valuable time. And we will see you next time when we are going to talk with Matt Bush. He is the coaching director for Sporting Kansas City's youth program. And I got to tell you already, there I'm having flashbacks to that conversation. Just a great time. Lots more good information. Well, the music's going to take us out. If you're interested, stick around. I did put the outtakes from Jake and Hunter Armstrong on today's show at the very end. Hey, between now and next time, just remember, you don't have to figure it all out. Together, we will find the next step. See you next time. That might be the funniest bit of all time. Holy cow. We need to add that in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Parts parts of that blooper reel. I have a blooper reel. You you take your call when you got to take your call. Perfect. It's okay. He didn't want to talk to you anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is a great dynamic of brothers. I didn't want to talk to you. Um, All right, Jake, don't mess this up. No pressure. No pressure, Zach. I mean, Jake. (laughs) I'll, I'll go one, two, three. And on three. We'll say it, okay? Oh, wait, okay. No, on, on three or after three? On three, not after three, but I'll do it with my fingers so they don't so they don't hear Well, it, he, he right? can just edit it out, so it doesn't as many takes as we need. Sure, sure. All right. All right. I'm Jake. And I'm Hunter Armstrong. And this and is your the list. Next step. No, you're and an you're idiot. listening to. And you're listening to. I will point, and you guys say, and you're listening to the next step. Okay, yeah, Jake, okay, I typed right. it out. I knew you would mess this up. I didn't see up. it. <laughs> All right, guys, here we go. Three, two. And you're listening to the next step. <laughs> Jake. I thought we were starting. Okay. Okay. No, why would we st- I'm Jake. We already had that. Okay. I'm going right. to go three, And you're listening to the next step. Two, gotcha. When I point, you're both saying. Okay. Okay, here we go. Aren't three. you the actor? <laughs> <laughs> Deliver your lines. All right. Line I can't work line. under these conditions. Oh, goodness. Three, two. And you're and listening, listening to, the... to the next step. I he pointed. It. He pointed. I said it when he pointed. No. All right. All right. You know what? Have... Hold on. Hold on. Are you? <laughs> He's coming upstairs to my room. I can hear. Just All right. Hear... We'll say it at the same time. I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> I don't think we need a countdown anymore. All right. You whenever you're ready. Ready? It's right there. And you're listening to the next step. Yes. All right, you ready? Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Hunter Armstrong. And And you're you're listening listening to the the next step. Excellent. Holy cow. Man, I had it typed out on the screen and he still messed it up. Oh my goodness gracious.